There we go. If you've got your Bibles, if you want to turn to 1 Thessalonians 5, thanks for inviting us. It's, uh, it's great to be with you, and there's an excitement here, which is great. Uh, I tried to share as I, I, I came this morning, I came down Marriott Road, because I'm a yokel lad, I only live in Baptist End myself. I came down the road, and right in front of me was a big poster, bill, big bo- billboard, and there's a bottle. And above it, it says, pouring. Okay? What well, a wonderful word to hear on Pentecost Sunday. He's pouring. And when we was worshipping in there, you just sense the presence of God. And I'm glad you're talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. Uh, I was prompted at the beginning of the year. That's why I'm preaching now, and that's what I've been preaching on all year. And uh, it's great because when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, you start getting ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Because what happens, and I know it's a... I haven't started preaching yet, I'm sorry. I'll get there. I'm just excited. I'm really excited this morning. What happens is, We all know that the Holy Spirit is like a gentleman. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's God three in one. God the Holy Spirit won't come without being invited. You know how you've got the doors at the back of your church? Just there. He's just waiting there saying, come on, invite me in. Open the door, let me in. Let me in, not only into the church, but into your hearts. And I'm sure tonight you're going to have a blessed time. And hopefully we won't be too bad this morning either, okay? Okay, if you've got uh, your Bibles, 1 Thess- Thessalonians, easy for me to say with these teeth, uh, 5, 16 to 24. Be joyful always. Did you hear that? Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything, hold on to the good, and avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May the whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It's strange that I'm here today talking because this message was formed last year at Refresh 15. Who was there at Refresh 15? Stand up if he was at Refresh 15. Okay? I'm standing up. I was there. It was great. Did you enjoy it? Do you know Refresh 16 is going to be better? And he hasn't paid me to say this. All right? Now... Wait a minute, stay standing. Well, stay standing. The ones who took part as in the led things or organised things, stay standing. Everybody else sit down. Okay. Oh, shall I sit down? Shall I stand? Okay. These people, you need to just thank because it's hard work. You don't see what happens in the background. Yeah? It's hard work. But everybody was blessed at that thing. I'll give you a round of applause anyway. Go on. But 
Okay, sit down. It's all right. You're, you're milked it enough. But it was great that that was last year. But God's got something more this year. Now, as you are organising it, yeah, remember to leave a space for God, all right? Because God is going to do something miraculous there if you allow him space. And if you haven't got your names down, please do. I was saying to my wife, I've got to give our names down. And then I was told, we've already paid a deposit. She just hadn't told me. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Well, this message is from when I was there, okay? And uh, if you wasn't there, you can still listen to the message because you may want to come this year. But something took place because, you know, when Jesus walked the land... He spoke to us folk, us ordinary folk. So I'm ordinary. I hope most of us are ordinary. In stories, in pictures, yeah? And do you know why? Just like that picture at the bottom of the road, pouring. We can remember things better when we can look at a picture or have a picture in our mind. And it is very dangerous having a visiting speaker on Pentecost. All right. Experience at Refresh 15. Remember the ones who were there, the last breakfast we had together? Yeah? Do you remember what took place on the last breakfast? Somebody burnt the toast? Yeah? Do you remember? Yeah? Okay, this is the picture. So if you want there, you want missing out. They burnt the toast. Last, you saw the pictures when they advertised it. It's like a stately home. It's very nice. They burnt the toast, and the alarms went off. And us as good people, we just sat there. We knew what we should do, but we just sat there. And then somebody kind of went, come on, we need to go outside. And we went outside, and we was counted. So have you got that picture in your head? Because that's all we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about having breakfast, burning toast, even an alarm, and going outside. It's a four-point sermon, all right? Have we got it? And that's as good as it gets. It goes downhill from now, all right? Okay. So I'm going to unpack it, but it's going to be, for you as a church, which always starts with you as an individual, okay? Because you are the church, and you are the ones who influence what happens within the church. And it's up to us to allow God to have his way with his church. I know John's the senior pastor, but it's not his church. The secret is, it's God's, all right? So we just have to encourage him and encourage one another, okay? Okay, so the breakfast of the last day. We were eating and drinking, yeah? And there's a, there's a verse, and it says this in Matthew 24. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. It speaks of us not knowing what's going to happen next. And we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen when we walk out of this. We don't even know what's going to happen now, or now, or now. We don't know, do we? We don't know the next second in our life what's going to happen. And we carry on our lives like, hey, it's ours. And we've got all the time in the world. 
I've had a big birthday. I'm 50 now. All right? And I've suddenly realised, and somebody remind me, I've been in, following the Lord for 30 years this morning, and it was like, I went, 30? Oh, dear. But we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know when Jesus is coming back. All we know is that he's coming back, yeah? We've got to know that, we've got to believe that because the Bible speaks more of him coming the second time than the first time. And have a guess what? He did come the first time, didn't he? So if they spoke about it more about the second time, it's definitely going to happen the second time. And they was eating and drinking. They was doing what they wanted to do, which is fair enough. We've got a life. They was doing it in excess, but they was not being ready. And we need to be ready. And that sometimes means that we have to stop doing some things and do other things for God. Start deciding, yeah, we're going to go to the next level. When, when John says, we're going to do this, because he believes that God said something, we need to get behind him. And we need to go, okay, John, I want to stand with you. And sometimes it means that we don't always go, yeah, okay. Sometimes it's, I'm going to stand by you, I ain't sure. Because he is fallible, honest. But we need to be ready to help. We need to get ready. We need to be ready and prepared for what God's got for us. Because we can get distracted by the eating of our breakfast and drinking of our drinks. And not be ready for what's going to happen next. And this happens in church. We ain't ready for the next. You're talking about the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. When you start talking about the Holy Spirit, you've got to expect him to come in. And you've got to expect for our lives to change. And this eating and drinking is what we need to be doing. Because the best way of us eating and drinking is eating and drinking the word. Because... Milk is no good for some of us now. We need some more solid stuff. We need to grow. Because as we grow, we become more useful to the people around us who are going to be coming in. People are going to bless you with more people coming in. Because there's an excitement or something. People who are coming coming here recently have realised, wait a minute, church isn't what I thought it was. It's not what's portrayed on the telly. Because church is real. Church is alive. Church is something to be excited about. You're the church. Whether you're in this building, in that building, out on the car park, whether you're down, maybe you're, you're the church. Yeah? So, you'll get your sustenance in all what you need. Yeah? Not by eating your breakfast and your, your porridge and that, but reading the word, because that will be something. That don't change. When you've got something that you aren't sure about, the word will always have an answer for you. It's so we know what to do. That's all the word does. It brings us to a point of knowing what to do. So there we are. That's us, breakfast, eating and drinking, having our fun. And we did have some fun. By the way, you know those skateboarding? You pinched that off, off us a lot, didn't you? Jonathan, um, John, John only had to come out and tell a, a few people off all the time we was there, and it was always us lot. Uh, one night he came out, he thought the kids had pinched the, sc- the scooters and it was us adults riding down that slope. It's ideal, that slope, isn't it? Okay. And then we had the burnt toast. So he was eating and drinking on the last day. We had our breakfast. Then we had toast. And it burnt. Burnt toast, huh? That's good. Where do you get that from? I like this. Hey, this is good. Hey, Interactive. 
burnt toast. I said pictures. He had burnt toast. And what happens when burnt toast goes? Who's burnt toast? Yeah. Okay. You don't get your, your knife in there because you'll electrocute yourself, hopefully. But you get an aroma. You get a, a smoke. And that's what set the alarms off. Okay. But burnt offerings speak to me of sacrifice. That speak to me about giving something that's of worth to a holy God. This burnt toast sent up an aroma, and it was not very nice, but an aroma to God, our sacrifices. You being here this morning is a choice, so it's a sacrifice. When we take an offering, it's a sacrifice. When we, whatever we do for the Lord, it's a sacrifice, because it's a choice. And so, this aroma went up. It went up and the smoke alarms went off. And I wrote down here that our offerings are, it renews our relationship with God. The Old Testament, they used to sacrifice animals, didn't they? And I ain't going to go into all that, okay? I ain't going to go through all the practices and everything. But it was pleasing unto God. It was an aroma to God. And the, per, the best sacrifice that we all know, they all symbolic of Jesus dying on the cross, isn't it? And that is the sweetest sacrifice. The aroma goes up to God. And that's where we can come to the Father. We can come into a relationship. It's amazing because God can't have nothing to do with us except for what Jesus has done. Because of his sacrifice, we can come into the presence of God. Because of his once and for all sacrifice, because of the aroma, that sweet smell of his sacrifice, we can go into heavenly realms. And what do we do? We stand back. But we need to press on. We need to go in there. We need to, I mean, John was talking about talking in tongues in all sorts while he's worshipping. And great. We've got all these gifts before us. But unless we go and take and taste and use, they're just there. We've got to use what we've been given. I don't know why I have notes because I haven't used half of them so far. It's amazing how different people throughout the Bible did offerings. I wrote down there about Noah. When he came out the ark, now he was a righteous man, wasn't he? He'd got everything right. That's why he was chosen. He'd come out the ark. He knew he'd got God on his side. We also knew we got to bring an offering. Now, you think he could have come out and thought, well, I've only got two of these, and I've got a few more of the special ones. And he, but he thought, no, I'm going to do the right thing. And that's what we have to do. We have to do the right thing. And that gives an aroma to God. It gives a pleasing smell to God. And that's what we've got to do. So this toast that's set off the alarms sent up a, a smell. On that day, it wasn't a very good smell, all right? But when we do the right things, we set off a nice smell, a, a pleasing smell to God. I've got lots more there, but oh well. Then the alarms went off. Have you got an alarm on? I've got burnt toast. Come on, I want an alarm now. Come on. 
and we all stayed where we were. Am I right? Who was there? Yeah? Did we all stay where we was? I think some people were in the showers as well, but that's another story. People weren't up, but the alarms were going off. And we knew what we should do. That's the thing, isn't it? We hear the alarms and we know what we should do. I had a situation last night. I was going over to Kidderminster and I heard the alarms, but I didn't see where the car was coming from. But I had a police car and I, oh, I was almost in the way. I should have just stopped, shouldn't I? But we knew what we should do. Do we know what to do in church, in our life? Do we know what we should do? I'm sure we do. But we struggle sometimes to do what we should do. We struggle to shake ourselves and get on with it, to put that extra effort in. We know the truth, but we ain't free enough to start kind of go, well, I'm going to get this done now. God's told me to do this, I'm going to do this. John, is this all right? I think this is what God's calling me to do. And John will go, come on, come on, yeah? I'm sure he would, yeah? I'm picking on you this morning, John. Do you know what normally happens when the alarms go off in our lives? Let's be honest. We look at those people around us who influence us, yeah? We look at them and go, what are they doing? And on that morning, everybody else just sat there, okay? They just sat there, and that's what we do in our lives, we in, that, in our church life. We look and we go, nobody else is putting their hands up. I'm not putting my hands up. I'm not going to be free in the Lord. John's just jumped off the pulpit again, but, you know, whatever. But what we need to do is go, oh, I know what I should do. It doesn't matter about everybody else. I'm just going to get into it. I'm just going to do, the free, in freedom, what I should be doing. I used to play spot the church. I used to steward a big church meetings. We used to invite American speakers over and we used to set up big conferences. And you could see by the way people worshipped who was with who. Yeah? Well, I am encouraging you to all be the same. All right? I don't want you to be primrose turns up and I'm all doing the same dance and all the same actions. All I'm saying is be free. Because I'll tell you what, you know when you get free, that person next to you gets free, and the person behind you gets free, and all of a sudden, different things happen. The dynamics change. Because we all know what we should be doing. When the alarms go off, we should step out. We need to do something, but we struggle, because we look around and say, nobody else is doing it. We'll burn down with this building, Okay. That's what we was doing that morning, really. We didn't know it was toast at the time. We just know all the alarms are going off in the building. And they're letting us over it again. Well done. When the alarm goes off in the morning, it reminds us we've got to get up for a new day. When the alarms go off in our life, we need to get up to know that we've got to move on to the next day, this day. Yeah? God's got something for you today. It's great to look back to what he's done. And it's great to look forward to what he's going to do, but we've got to live today. That's, what God, that's all that God asks us to do is live today. Live today. 
I put in my notes, when the alarm clock goes off, it's a time to remind us to get up for a new day or for that special meeting or that special connection. Romans tells us not to slumber. Don't, don't, I don't know about you, but I don't like getting up in the morning, right? I'll stop up all night, but I don't like getting up in the morning. And those bedclothes are heavy. And we have to fight to get up. Some of us, some of us just jump out. But when the alarms go off, we need to do something. Do you know what? I was reading about Jericho when the walls come down. And they walked around quietly. Then they blasted the sound. And guess what? When they blasted the sound, yeah? When, what happened? The walls come tumbling down. Do you know why? Because God stepped in. When the alarms go, we do the right things, God steps in. That's what you want, isn't it? You want God to step in. It says in Joel, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm, O my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, and he's close at hand. A Corinthians, it says, again, if the trumpet does not sound clear and call, who will get ready for battle? We need to hear what God's saying so we can make it clear to everybody, so people can be ready. So when the alarm goes off, we don't sit there and burn with the building or with the toast. We get up and we do something. We don't think, well, I'll leave it to somebody else. We'll do it. Okay, so we had breakfast, we was eating. We had the burnt toast. We had the alarm clock, very nice alarm clock. And then we was encouraged to assemble outside. We found the assembly point, didn't we? We was told to go outside, weren't we? This man was the one who kind of rallied the troops, I remember. So blame him, otherwise we would have burnt with the toast. All of a sudden he went, well, we've got to do the right thing. We've got to go outside. I don't know if he was feeling guilty. I don't know if he set the toast off, I don't know. But uh, it was one of those that somebody had to take a lead and go, come on, we need to do the right thing. But we could have carried on sitting there, couldn't we? And most of us did for a time until he went, no, no. The system is that we have to go outside. We have to do something. Wait a minute, my me me breakfast nearly ready. I had me bacon, me sausage yet. That's what I was thinking anyway. We made it clear that we needed to go outside. He was our encourager for the day. He encouraged us to step out, to move, to change, to do something different than just sitting there. We'd all heard the warning signs. We'd all heard what we should, we all knew what we should do. We took somebody to say, come on, let's do it. Does this sound familiar? That sometimes we need somebody to say, come on, let's do it. Because, you know, if we don't say, come on, let's do it, the tidy-up's not going to happen. Yeah? We had a tidy-up this Saturday as well. I filled the skip. The right people weren't there, so we filled the skip. (laughs) But it's just great that we can work together. I'll tell you what, you know, when you work together, just like when we went away, you get to know each other. 
You get to know their strengths, their weaknesses, what you can do for them, what they can do for you, and you can encourage because God never calls us to be by ourselves. He calls us to be in fellowship because in fellowship there's strength because when you fall down, they can help you stand up. And when you fall down, they can help you stand up. When you're cold, they can keep you warm and vice versa. That's what all the scriptures say about being together and encouraging. We encourage one another to walk in Christ. He encouraged us to step out, to walk outside. Earlier on in Thessalonians, it says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. It's not a telling off this morning. It's a, yeah, we're doing it. Let's carry on. Let's get better at this living together and moving forward together and sharing what God's doing in our lives because I look around and I know that God's doing something in your lives. There's an excitement here. And you, you just go share it with people. You go share it with your friends and your family. Oh, alarm. Does that mean I've finished? Evacuate this area immediately. If fire alarm sounds, I like it. Okay, so that went. Evacuate this area immediately. Wait a minute, let me finish. I've only got a couple of minutes. What time do we normally finish, John? Or is that my time's up? Okay, that's fine. That's no problem at all. I can finish for 12 minutes past one. Anyway, uh, warning, evacuate this area immediately if the fire alarms are sound. But we didn't until we was encouraged. So we assembled outside. And when we assembled outside, we were safe. Yeah? We were safe. We'd done the right thing. We've moved out of our comfort zone. Our comfort zone was to sit there and wait for our breakfast. Our comfort zone was, oh, it's just a fire alarm, it doesn't matter. We didn't know any different. If you haven't been, you go, come this year. When you look around the building, it's a lot of wood. So if it did start, it would go, wouldn't it? It really would. <laughs> but by faith, we were safe in that building, but we weren't in the right place when the alarms went off. We needed to go outside. Out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we need to stretch ourselves. We need to do that step of, of going outside. It wasn't raining, but so we could be seen. When outside, we could be seen. We could be counted. And we'd be safe. And we sometimes need others to show us the way. So, did you hear that? So we need to be seen. We went outside so we could be seen. Yeah? We go outside this church so we can be seen. Do you know, you know, people, I've got friends who come to my house on a Sunday night now. And they go, they'll come five o'clock. Just, well, coming up to five o'clock, I'm there and they go, you've got to go off to church. They know I'm going off to church. They don't go to church, but they know I'll go at five. So I can go and set up and be there at church. They know. People watch you. Your neighbours watch you. And if you stop coming to church, do you know what they'll Eventually, they'll go, why aren't you going on a Sunday? Because people watch us. They watch to see what we're going to do. People at work will watch to see how you react in a situation. So we're seen. We've got to be seen. We've got to shine. We've got to be bright lights. We had to go outside so we could be counted. We need to be together so we can be counted, so we can be used. Because 
I keep trying to tell people, it's our church. We come together on a Sunday, it's only a preparation for the rest of the week. It's only so everybody can be prepared for what God wants them to be used for because it's not just the person who speaks. That's, I'm sorry, can use it. Use a donkey to do this. Eeyore, okay? Which to prepare us to do the work, to share, to live our lives. Because it's a body ministry. We're all important. We've all got a, a part to play. There's nobody more important than anybody else in God's eyes. He wants us all to be used. And have a guess what? Talking about the gifts, God's got gifts for all of us. He's got ministries for all of us. He's got jobs for us all to do. And when we do it, in God's strength, we don't weary. And if it's wearying us, we need to go back to God and go, come on, strengthen me. He's going to use you if you allow him to. So he could be counted. So he could be safe. We had to be outside at the time. And the bottom bit was, we always need somebody to show us the way. Ethan John sometimes needs somebody to show him the way. I need somebody, you need somebody. And guess what? God will use you to show them the way. Now, get, I'll tell you what, you know some of these times when you're having a coffee with somebody, yeah? And you're just talking about things and you go away. Two years down the line, three years down the line, I'll say, remember that time when I had that coffee? You really spoke into my life. And you think, I didn't realise it, but God used you. And that's why coming together is so important, so you can encourage one another. And you'd be surprised at how powerful what we say is when we're in God and in God's ways. I ain't going to do any more. I'm just going to go. One verse, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. God can strengthen us to do immeasurably more than we can imagine. I did ask John to do a song. I think he's going to close with it. And it's set a fire down in my soul. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't put it out. So, just as he's getting ready, that was your prompt. Well done. We had breakfast. We was eating and drinking. There was burnt toast. There was a smell. Let, let our lives be a sweet smell to Jesus, to God. The alarms went off. The alarms going off in your life. Don't just sit there. When God speaks, when something's being said to you, you know it's God. Move, do something. And if you don't, listen to your friends who go, come on, let's go this way. Really be encouraged because God is doing something here. He's building something and he's really going to use you. Can I just, as you're playing, can I just pray? Okay. Lord, on this this Pentecost Sunday, Lord, I just ask that you will set a fire in our souls, that you will set the alarms off, that you will stir up something within us, that we can go forward together, Lord, empowered by you. Lord, pour out into each of our lives your spirit, that we can be the people who move 
at your command, at your call, that we can step out, that we can stretch out for you, that we can reach out. Thank you, Lord. Amen.